This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from. With new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey, Jen, welcome to Shrink Chicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. (laughs) Today, we're talking about jealousy. I feel like this is a controversial emotion. Ooh, tell me. Okay, so here's the deal with jealousy. I feel like one, we have been... Like, it's been socially constructed that this is embarrassing to feel jealousy. Mm. And I think that there's a big confusion between jealousy and envy. Yes. Right? But I do feel like there's, like, this big thing. And you know my big thing is, like, how the amount that we call women crazy. And so I think that, like, sometimes when we talk about the idea of jealousy, it's very much used to, like, often oppress women. And I, I also think when you think about jealousy, you think about like the reaction to jealousy and you yes. don't think about jealousy, the emotion. Mm-hmm. And so the reaction to jealousy that you're thinking of is like the extreme version of, I guess think, people think of it as Where like, I like bug your car. Right. It, it like turns yes. into something bug controlling. Your <laughs> bug your car. I don't think you can bug a car. Also like, why, is that what it's called? I don't think so. I think you bug a like, phone. I'll put a, <laughs> put a virus into your car. Yeah, I don't think that virus. No, no, like a GPS, right? So, like, we have this idea of like a crazy, jealous, jealous woman, and she puts a tracker in your car and is reading all your stuff, and like that's the idea we're talking about, right? Right. There's like a control kind of hovering that happens around it. Um, So, we want to talk about jealousy today. We want to normalize jealousy in a lot of ways. We want to also help you understand the difference between jealousy and envy um and we're gonna get into it we're gonna answer some of your questions yeah we have a very good dear em and jen let's get to really it really good dear em and jen so, so let's go for it okay so let's go back to the reaction part because i think that this is a big thing because research tells us that infants as young as six months old 
can show indicators of jealousy. So clearly this is a normal human emotion. That's it. So we want you to know that if you're listening to this and you're someone who experiences a lot of jealousy, guess what? You're normal. You're normal. You're human. So exciting. So that's the first thing that we want to tackle is that if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh shit, like I've (laughs) definitely been jealous before. This is embarrassing, right? No, you are just human and it's okay to feel jealousy. I think that it's a very natural reaction in our relationships too. And so what jealousy is, is our wish to not lose something we have, mm-hmm. right? And the difference between that and envy, envy is when we want something that we don't have. And I think we so often get those things confused. Okay, so Jen, yeah, will you tell me the last time you felt jealous and then the last time you felt envious? Oh God, you're really putting me on the spot. Savvy. Okay, I think I can definitely pinpoint more envy than I can jealousy. And I'll tell you when I feel envy. The times in which I feel envy is when um, I have friends who have more time to like text during the day. Oh, people that don't own their own businesses. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and we can't text during sessions. Like, so, I like, think yeah. I think some of my uh, frustration with group chats is that I get so far behind in them because yeah. some people, if you have a desk job or whatever, right? If you have some time during the day where you get a break, you. Um, have more time to engage in those and I think mm-hmm. I really feel envy uh, in those situations and I it comes off as like anger like oh I hate being part of a group I mean they're a little overwhelming to me in general yeah they are yeah. but um, I think it so often comes off as like oh I like hate this everyone gets this time to chat with each other and I don't really feel like I get that opportunity well and then it's like also like what you're gonna go back and like read from two hours ago like right exactly. like you get out of session you have 188 texts and it's like, cool, I can go back to the beginning of this, or I just don't participate. And then it's the feeling of left out, yeah. right? So they talk about jealousy, yeah. which is the idea of losing something, which could be your your uh, spot in a group setting. Mm-hmm. What about you? I mean, I feel like I feel jealous every time I see someone on vacation. Or envious. <laughs> I but, feel envious, right? right? Envious, yeah. I, I feel, feel very envious when I see people that um, are just better about prioritizing vacations and prioritizing that kind of stuff. That is very difficult for me. I can feel incredibly envious of like you without having a child. (laughs) (laughs) I think that all, I'm not going to say all, many and most parents have some envy towards their child-free friends, right? And I can just give you the most (laughs) amount of space for that. But but it's about what you do with an emotion, right? So if I said to Jen, it must be fucking nice you to bitch. have all this free time, you bitch. Right. Well, guess what? That's also not going to bring closeness, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to me saying like, man, like when you have the ability to text in the evening and I am so tuckered out from watching Millie all day. Tuckered, tuckered, tuckered out. out. <laughs> from watching Millie all day, I can feel very envious yeah. and then can feel also like I'm left out of something. Well, and I, I, I think I think the reaction to your envy or jealousy is so important too because you can very easily push people away in those moments or mm-hmm. you can bring them closer. Yeah. Right? Like that that could be an opportunity for you to be like, well, screw you, right? Or like to me write it right in those group text messages like, fuck you guys <laughs> for being <laughs> able to <laughs> Fuck you for having do, time. For having time for yourselves. But the the 
the vacation one, I think, is a big one. I think yeah. social media oh my gosh. very much brings up an envy in a lot of us. I mean, I'm jealous. I'm envious of people who can just take good pictures on social media. How? Some people are so good. Oh, my God. Right? So, like, there's, like, different stuff like that. You know, like, I find myself um, – somebody wrote in a really good question about, like, I find myself – I'm the default parent, and I find myself very um, jealous of my partner's free yes. time. And it's so true, right? And this kind of goes back to a few weeks ago of our episode of Radical Acceptance is that there are certain things you have to radically accept. I understand that you will always, in many ways, have some more free time than me because you don't have a child, right? That's it. Right. That's it. I right. can check myself. And we've, can, also, we've also talked about that we talk about so yeah. much. You know, that, and that's where to, to be able to talk about it in your relationships, to be able to say, like, yeah. I have a lot of envy. Like, that that's – someone else wrote in um, something about I have uh, envy towards someone who has a good relationship with their dad where I don't have a good relationship mm. with my dad. And I think that that's something to really keep tabs on because I think that that also so happens, whether it's in our friendships or our romantic relationships where – um, that can really come up. And I think the question is how does, how can envy exist in your relationships and you still be close? Well, and let's go through, right? Cause this is when it sort of circled back around to jealousy. And so let's talk about this. Cause we have a few good questions that will help lead our discussion here. How can I better understand my reasons for jealousy, right? Envy is I see something, I want it. I wish I had it. It's something that I wish that I had, right? So that one you can understand. I wish I had a yacht. Right. I wish I had time. I don't know. Like time, fit, right? I feel like time's <laughs> yes. such a big one. Time's a big one for me, right? So like, right, so I can understand that envy, but jealousy I think is much more of a complex. It's a deeper level, yes. and that's where it gets confusing. So how can I better understand my reasons for jealousy? I think that to really think about uh, jealousy, the, the reaction to jealousy um, – can come from and affect these external sources where I think it's really important to look inward and look internally and say, where is this coming from for me? And so you can look at the insecurity that might be triggering it, the fear that might be trigger it, triggering it of losing this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and any past experiences that you might have had where you have lost something and that fear of losing something again or someone again can be brought into your current relationships. And so I think once again, just as we started this conversation, when we think about jealousy, we think of it as this like extreme kind of controlling reaction. Yeah. And we so often want something to do with it, right? Like I have to do something about this. We're going to text them a million times yeah. until they respond to me. Um, But I think that it also can be an opportunity to look at what are the things that I feel like I'm missing right now for myself? What are the things that I feel like I'm not necessarily getting in my relationship? For example, let's say you're walking down the street with your partner and your partner looks at someone else, right? They're like checking them out. That meme. That meme. That meme, meme, right? Where he's like turning around. (laughs) The exact thing that I was picturing. Um, And they're looking at someone else and your reaction is jealousy and you say, what the fuck? Like, how dare you look at another person? Right in front of me. Right in front of me. That's an opportunity to look inside and say, what does that bring up for me? Yeah. Right? Like, am I not feeling attractive to my partner? Right? Do I not feel like my partner wants me? What's coming up for me in the relationship? We're so quick to react to our partner as opposed to say, well, what's going on for me right now? Mm-hmm. And to use this as an opportunity to say, how can I communicate that in my relationship as opposed to react to my partner in this situation? Well, you know, it's interesting. It feels like a good time to put this little disclaimer in, which is that everything we're talking about 
is based on relationships that have mutual respect right um towards one another this yes. does not none of this conversation about how to use jealousy um it works in an abusive or toxic relationship 100%. right like, that's not how this works right so if something is unsafe then then jealousy is a very dangerous emotion yes and i think you talked you started to hit on something which i thought was very interesting is the controlling part right and the thing is like look if i'm saying to you you can't speak to any women you can't speak to any women at all that's not jealousy that is control yes right now this is difficult for some of us that grew up in especially strong purity culture you have been taught that you cannot have platonic relationships with anyone of a different gender because it's also completely um uh like heteronormative right and so it becomes this very confusing thing but what we're talking about for couples that there is mutual respect admiration kindness we we're able to have like you know deeper level conversations can jealousy be a good thing like to show you somebody said like to show you something you want to work towards mm. yes it's an opportunity yes you know it also made me think about because we're, we're talking very much about how like jealousy is your own thing to like work through um but we're not we're also not necessarily bringing up the fact that like if you're in a relationship and you were cheated on in that specific relationship that that can very much be bringing up pain from the past in that current relationship, mm -hmm. right? Like we're not talking about you getting cheated on in a different relationship where if your partner cheated on you and you guys are working through it, you might have much more uh, sensitivity to your partner looking at someone else. Well, everything can feel like a threat then, right? So what we're talking about then is like the trauma response of that infidelity and everything feels like a threat. And that goes back to that like jealousy is like the fear, the perceived fear of losing something you have, right? And so if you cheated on me in a relationship and then I'm worried because you're back in the office again talking to your coworker, I am going to feel incredibly fearful right. of what's going to happen next. Where that might not have been as present yep. before the infidelity. And I think that sometimes when we label it as the idea of jealousy, it makes it, it is like an us problem. Like, oh, you're just being really jealous. Well, wait a second. A relationship is built between us together relating working together working together yes right together. and so this is where it becomes now there's an interesting term called compersion now this is not a term that's usually used in monogamous relationships but it's essentially defined as like the opposite of jealousy which is getting um it's the idea that you get um love and excitement and joy from your partner having love excitement and joy and so this is very common in uh poly relationships or non-monogamous relationships where i want you to be happy it's sort of like saying like well you went and got this um um you got a raise or a really great thing that happened to you that has nothing to do with our relationship and i can feel joy for you and excitement for you and so compersion is typically used in that and i think for some people this idea and this concept fucks with them i mean in some ways it's a radical concept yeah well we because we've been taught hold on everyone's coming right. for your fella but what <laughs> happens when you hold on to something so tightly it wants to get away well you know what's funny is okay so a lot of people know like well not a lot of people nobody here knows this <laughs> but you what you know is that my husband and i have gone through a very difficult year um frankly very difficult few years with all the miscarriages and different things that we've gone through and one of the things that brought up was a lot of conflict and at one point i said i had said something to my mom along the lines of like 
you know, I don't know what is going to happen here, but I can eat your support no matter what it is. And my mom says to me, you can never leave, you can never leave him. He'll have another girlfriend in two weeks. And <laughs> I said, no, I will. Like, you're confused. Like, but also it was this idea that like, I, like I've, we've heard this from our moms for a yes. lot of us. of that like, you, you can't gotta leave, hold on. You gotta hold on. They'll find someone else. But what if you weren't so worried about that? What if it wasn't about keeping somebody because of the ownership around it, the property of it, or because I really want this to work with this person? And if it doesn't, that's okay too, and I'll make that work, but it has to be about like commitment. Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? <laughs> it's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. And I, I think something to think about too is that, you know, when we talk a lot about emotions and how they like, ha you can only feel one emotion at once, right? So something I think about is that like, I feel like I feel so many at once. Is that exactly. scientifically proven? Yeah, I no, I'm saying that 
people believe oh, that you can only. Oh, I was only, like, wait a second, no, I'm no, no. here. <laughs> no, I'm saying people believe you can, you're only supposed to feel one emotion. I feel one million feelings. You know today. what I mean? And so that's why, that's why people are saying, well, like, you know, if I'm, why can't I be happy if I'm envious, right? You can be envious, you can be jealous and also be happy and you're right that there, there's, you can feel multiple feelings at once. And something I think you can think about too is that we, we have this idea that when our, we're in a relationship that our partner, I know I keep using this example, but like our partners shouldn't be attracted to anyone else. It seems impossible to never be attracted to anyone else. Right, and it, it almost, it, it doesn't give your partner the opportunity to be human. Yeah. And I want you to think about for yourself, you know, just because you're attracted to other people doesn't mean you're going to leave your partner. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're going to cheat on your partner. No. Uh, just because you're chatting with someone doesn't mean you're cheating on your partner. Yeah. And so I think that sometimes because of our fear of losing the person, we want to hold on so strongly and that we see any threat as or a- anything that might come up mm-hmm. as a threat to our relationship. And that's your amygdala, baby. Like that, that that's, amygdala. That's that amygdala, right? That that's like, oh, amygdala. error, error, emergency fear, right? Error. Like it's, I feel like you're using a lot of like uh, something happening with your computer we should talk about. Error, bugging, I don't know. But, but right, like that is totally like yeah. your amygdala. Like I'm going to look for any potential sign. And so even if I have, see this text from your coworker that's saying like, thanks for getting that attachment to me, I see that as a perceived threat. Right. Like, Everything. oh, you must be talking so much to them. Yeah. Right? And then you create a whole other story. Right. And so, so that's what that's something to ask yourself, right? Like, what meaning are you making of your partner's interaction with other people? Right. Once again, if there's infidelity in the past, then there's wounds in your relationship that and it's giving you information about those wounds. But what meaning are you making of their interact- interaction with other people, their connection with other people? Does their connection with other people mean that it's a threat to your relationship? Mm-hmm. And you can think about it once again. Does your connection with other people mean it's a threat to your relationship? Mm-hmm. So, okay, I, can I ask you a few questions? Please. We have a few listener questions. Shoot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about them. Let's talk about them. After 12 years with my husband, why am I still jealous when he talks about another woman? First, I want to say it gives you information that you really care about him. You really care about him. I'd also be interested to know, one, what has infidelity and cheating looked like in your life? Is there a legacy in your family? Was that part of a story you had or growing up? past relationships. Exactly. Past relationships, your own family, your aunt and uncle, whatever it was. Were you taught that men are that are just complete dogs i mean some of us also got like very strong narratives that like men right this idea that emily nagalski's book comes you are talks about it that she hates the phrase um sex drive Mm. because it makes it like it's like this insatiable drive that they don't have control over that's not fucking true right right but we have been given very strong messaging that like men are not to be trusted right they will they'll go out they're just horn dogs that There's, need to like have no control. Feed. Yes, right. And which I think one very much underestimates men and their ability, but also makes it then it's about keeping them in and pleasing them, right? That's going to lead to a ton of resentment. Right, like I have to make sure I'm making them happy at all times. If there's ever a threat that they're going out of the relationship, I must be doing something wrong. Yeah. Right? Or, there's so much anxiety around it. Or I wonder if you're worried that you could do that one day. Ooh, are you projecting? 
could there be some rejection, right? You're struggling with. If I'm highly controlled and easily very jealous and freak out if my spouse is going out, is that something that I'm fearful of, I'm capable of? And let me tell you, we all have parts of ourselves that are capable of doing shit we don't like to admit that we would ever do. Whether that is cheating on someone, whether that is saying mean things to someone, right? Like the parts of ourselves that we try to push deep down inside, (laughs) they can sometimes come up and be projected onto other people. But it, once again, gives you an opportunity. And how about this? We'll take this opportunity for all the listeners. I want you to think about the last time that you felt jealousy. Take a few moments think about it what was happening and what did you do with that jealousy how did you react to it how did it affect your relationship and now I want you to think about where was that jealousy coming from for me was there fear was there insecurity what was going on for me in those moments maybe that I didn't allow myself to look at And this is a practice that you can do over and over and over again when you're feeling jealousy in your relationships. And so with this question, I would encourage this person to say that to themselves. What's going on for me, right? Mm -hmm. Like what is happening for me in this moment that it keeps coming up after 12 years of my husband talking to another woman? And how do I feel about myself? Mm. So I believe that I myself, that that your worth, it just cannot fluctuate, not a thing. You are inherently worthy simply because you were born in this world, right? But is there feelings? Well, after I had kids, my body doesn't look as good, right? Or I, um, now that we've been, you know, together 10 years, things are different, right? Like he's not as interested or I'm, right? Like I'm not the same woman. And I think that's for a lot of us is that like we're often not the same people. Right. You know, when you've been with someone for a fucking decade, you change a lot in a decade, man. And I think, I think that's scary, right? Like it's, it's so, so I mean, scary because you're like... How do I know that you're still going to love me at all of these different stages in my life? I mean, when I met my husband, <laughs> I was completely drink- different stage of very life. Very different human. <laughs> Drinking a lot, partying a lot, uh, was, you know, having a lot of fun, not a lot of rules, basically no fucking responsibility, frankly. And that is how we met each other. And so it has been very difficult to then be different people and accept each other on these different like levels of who we are and growth. But this is when the importance of getting to know your partner over and over and over again. Now, if you're someone who's listening, that's like not in a relationship and you're like, shit, well, I'm really jealous. Well, I wonder what secure relationships and healthy relationships have been like for you. Have there ever been space for you to actually talk about jealousy in a relationship? If I bring up jealousy to my partner or in my partners in the past and they quickly squash it down, that actually told me that there's not safety here. Right. Right. Or any, if you're bringing up any anything, it's been, in your and it's been dismissed, and it's right? Been dismissed, right? Then exactly. maybe you don't feel safe enough in your relationship to be able to have some of these conversations, right? So if I come to you and say, and we've had these conversations, in some ways we've had some between the two of us, of like worried that you know you could find a different business partner than me or find right. a different right friend than I me. I mean, we me, have right? had, we've had to talk through yes. this so much i think throughout the i feel very secure now yes i feel very secure now but there was a time when we didn't right there was a time that like part of it took like years of conversations and like of our relationship to make it work and i think too 
at least for me, and, and you can tell me how you feel about it, especially at the beginning of our careers, a lot of it stemmed from our insecurity within ourselves. Like Fuck yeah. trying to uh, like battle our imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and like grasping on to like anything we had. And we, you know, I think that we felt that at different times in our relationship and had to work through it. Why are you smiling? Because the, okay, because a few weeks ago we were talking about that we used to be, there's times that we've been very competitive with yes. one another, right? Especially when we were starting out because we're like, you know, if someone could hold more clients than the other, what does that mean about you? Right? Like you started to make really personalized stuff, even though majority of shit's circumstantial. <laughs> but we used to like actually like read each other's schedule and like count how many. We like, were so competitive. So competitive, right? How, count how many clients I had versus you have. And ironically, now we try to count who. Now we has do it, l- but it's the opposite of who was less. <laughs> Who has a better, who has like a less stressful week, right? Like, but you know what I mean? But that, but there was a time where like, and then how do you think that played out in our relationship? I don't think we were as close. I I think it got in the way of closeness. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I have felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty-free and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post-construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks. I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. I think 100% it got in the way of closeness. I also think we didn't build our baby yet. Yeah. We didn't, like, have our child. We were, like, building our baby yes, that yeah. was, like, kind of, you know, struggling to stand. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I think it kept us separate from one another yeah. in a lot of ways until... Because I didn't feel like I could fully say it to you, right? Right. Because I was, like, worried that I would, like, look silly or stupid right. or insecure. Same, same. And, right? and the fact of the matter is we both were, right? Like, oh, my we God. both <laughs> were insecure. That's yeah. really what was going on is yes. that we were both very insecure. And, and, that, and scared. And, and fearful, right? There was, like, a fear of this not working out. And yeah. so... But it comes out in so many ways as opposed to us sitting down saying, like, hey... I am so insecure about myself. Right? Can you imagine we if we did. had that conversation? I, were we ready for it then? No, no chance. Because when you are feeling that insecure, it's so much harder to say it. Yes, it is. Right? Yeah. And so I think we had some of those conversations when we started the podcast. Right? Yes. Like, oh, my God. Where gosh. it brought up you, both of I our remember a time where you said, I can remember a time, probably like our second episode, I don't know if you remember this, where you said to me, I have a lot of fears that you're going to always outshine me. Yes. That your personality is bigger and that this is easier for you. It is. <laughs> easier for It's you. easier for me, right? But, like, I don't think my personality is bigger. I don't think – you know what I mean? Like, I think that, like but, – But listen, yes. I think I think as we've done the podcast, I think it's because it's been such a challenge for me. Yeah. I have learned kind of what my strengths are in this mm-hmm. and what you know what your strengths are in this. It and takes away the envy. What? Takes away jealousy and it envy once you does, do that. It completely does because instead of reacting, right? I mean, and I tried, right? I tried to say, like, I don't want to fucking do this. <laughs> Sally, Sally, right. Sally. Um, Talk about a partner who dismisses you. Right. We're doing it. <laughs> so, so, but I, I think, you know, especially as you grow a business too, you don't really have a choice but to look. If you want to grow, you don't have a choice but to look at yourself and say, well, what can I do about this? It's not yeah. for someone else to like take care of me this mm-hmm. is something that I have to work through myself and that's why people always say in order to grow you have to step outside of your comfort zone it's, <laughs> it's really the only option yeah and so I think as we've grown the business if we as we have grown together that we've both had to challenge ourselves in so many ways yeah. and like challenge the insecurities that come up for us and I think this is even even common, right? Because we're talking about we're not just talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about all relationships. There can be jealousy, in, right? I have felt it in my with my business partner, with my friend, with my spouse, right? Like one of my best friends who moved to DC. We had so many conversations when she first moved about like, what's this going to look like? And you're going to find a new best friend. And like it was, it changed everything. And it, but it wasn't horrible. And it was the best thing for them. And it was the best thing for us. And it was just when we go to that radical acceptance. But what we're talking about is, is there room and space in any relationship, in your relationship, to talk about it? Mm -hmm. For you to first look at yourself and say, here's what's coming up, and then how would I want, what do I want my partner to do about this? Because sometimes it's nothing. Right. Sometimes it's just awareness for ourselves, and it's really nothing for our partner to do. Or sometimes it's, you want to know what? I actually am not over that rupture we had a few years ago when I did find you texting someone else. I do want to, like, you know, be able to check in on your phone sometimes. Whatever the thing is that you're saying. Right. And how do you have that conversation? Yeah, the difference 
difference there is being able to sit down and respond to the feeling as opposed to react to it, right? There's a difference between going through their phone without permission, going through their phone without permission, texting them five million times and saying, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Those are all boundary violations. All boundary violations, right? As opposed to them coming home and say, hey, just want to talk to you. Like this really brought up a lot of jealousy for me tonight. And I just want to talk about like, what can we do differently next time? Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything we can do differently? Or is this something I should sit with? You know, like, what does that look like for me? Um, I was thinking on the other end of the spectrum too, for people who maybe have jealousy that comes up and they they think to themselves, well, I shouldn't feel this way. Like people Mm -hmm. who beat themselves up about feeling jealous. They shame themselves for feeling Mm -hmm. jealous where, which, which actually makes you further from than the person. Exactly. Because, right? you're, because you're pushing yourself further from yourself, right? Yeah. The more separated you are from yourself, the more shame that you put on yourself, the more you're going to be separated from your partner. And I would say if you're finding that you feel very envious of other people, right, specifically on social media, once again, it's time for a break then. It's time for saying, okay, this is what they're doing. One, it's their highly real. But – Instead, instead of feeling like shit, beating myself over up over it, how am I going to log off right now and think about what I want to do? You want to know what? I'm so jealous of all these people taking trips. Maybe I should plan a fucking trip. Where would I want to go? How would that budget look like? What could that time look like? How do I invest in me, right? Because it is, this is all very external. What's the internal world and process? I am thinking about, <laughs> I just had this experience with my husband. Oh my he, god! Yeah, I know what you're gonna say. You know yeah. what I'm gonna say. He just booked a trip to like hang out with his friends, and I was like, and, and I yeah. Really, you tell everyone else where you booked a trip to. I know. <laughs> I don't feel. I, I personally don't feel a lot of jealous jealousy in no. my relationship, but I definitely felt envy in this situation because I was like, you get to go on a fucking trip. Like I want to go away so bad. I want to go somewhere by myself. <laughs> so where'd you book, Jen? <laughs> So I was like, well, I also need to get my CEUs. <laughs> she needs to get her continuing education credits, right? So I was like, I'll book a trip to D.C. and get all of my continuing education credits at the psychotherapy networker for the weekend. So exciting. Jesus Christ. So your husband's that, taking an actual trip yeah. and yours, like, I'm going to take a mile to, it'll still be really good. You'll get all your shit done. You'll stay in a hotel you know, by yourself. It's I mean, listen, nice. we're on the same page with yeah. our vacations. It's or hilarious, like, We have right? to work during that. But, right, like, but it's something, right? Yeah, it's, it's something, it's, yeah. I'm getting away. I'm going to D.C. I'm going to stay in a hotel, which is really nice. I guess. Did you listen to Lydia's episode? about actually taking a break I, sh- I she shut should down. be on I shut down completely Lydia is gonna have to become our personal our personal coach now percent yes but I very much felt that and so my reaction to it at first my reaction was Pissed. like you get to go away you know like I was kind of and I was like you know what I'm gonna go somewhere DC <laughs> I did. wait okay. for me DC. we have sorry. a dear Evan Demi to get to I have no idea what time it is no idea so like you gotta no okay I got it I'm keep I'm keeping us on track yeah, good good I have a question about boundaries with female friends in relationships. My boyfriend, 36 male, and I, 31 female, have been together for almost five months, and it's my first relationship out of a year and a half of therapy with an LMFT. Haha, how do I manage jealousy? Yay, good for you, an LMFT. Okay. His ex-wife and himself talk regularly. They were married for a few years and divorced four years ago. He's had several female friends that he met on dating apps that stayed or turned platonic. I have a history of dating someone and pining over the one who got away or an old flame. It's happened to me a few times in past relationships. 
The last person I lived with eight years ago was hung up on a high school crush when he mm. ended up hiring to who who he ended up hiring to work for him and emotionally cheated. Previously in that relationship, I had read texts between him and his ex about how he missed her and he was only happy with her. Ouch. Before this happened, I didn't routinely experience jealousy in relationships. Ugh. After almost all of my relationships have had an ex who I felt was mo- who was too close for comfort. I thought I had worked through in therapy, but lately I've been getting triggered by the emotional support he was offering these women. Often texting and having full conversations, even when you're trying to spend quality time together. Lately, it's been for things I can't argue about, like comforting them over a sick family member. But recently, his ex-wife reached out for emotional support about an unexpected pregnancy with her alcoholic boyfriend, and things were feeling really heavy. Then her dad died, and I found myself in an awkward spot. I've tried to remain calm and level-headed, but I did feel jealous in these situations. I know from discussing our previous dating life that he enjoys being the person to offer emotional support in a crisis, often bringing flowers to girls he dated and kept in contact with if they were going through a hard time. In short, he's an RN and a good one, but my interpretation of this is that he needs lots of female attention to feel good and is emotionally involved somehow into his ex's lives. He joked with one of these women that if he was single again, he would do the XYZ joke on a date, and I totally lost my shit, realized how much my anger had been building. I found out because it was shared with me. I didn't want to be married to someone who sits in bed texting another woman he went on an internet date with 10 years ago. I let him know in the moment how badly this hurt me and that it was pushing to be one of my triggers. He said he did not mean to make me feel that way. A few days after, I brought it up again and the only conclusion we reached is that he'd put his phone away more when we were together. He assured me that this person that this person was supportive of our relationship and I had met her and she seemed really cold to me. Another friend mentioned her body language suggesting she was really into my boyfriend. So am I too in my head? Is this a hell of my own making? This problem seems to find me one way or another in many of my relationships. I'm not sure if I seek it out and retain it or if this is something I should not tolerate or if I need to learn and grow into acceptance. Get me off this ride. I love that ending. I love her. I love you. We love you. We love you. This was incredible, first of all. Thank you for writing this in. Yeah. I have so much to say. Okay, you can start. First of all, I think I my, my first reaction is that like I, I really feel for this person. Yeah. I'm thinking about how challenging that must be after five months, just in this relationship, um, seeing his emotional connection with his ex-wife and past mm-hmm. um, relationships. You know, j- just for the fact that it's in that present relationship and then on top of that, the fact that she's gone through this in other relationships, yeah. I'm hearing how much pain and hurt that must be bringing up. Um, so I think that it sounds like to me that there was a long experience of like holding this in without saying anything. Yeah. And at one point, it got to the point where you were triggered and you reacted. And I think that this, it sounds like to me what you're looking for is more boundaries in your relationship, like more boundaries around Mm -hmm. your relationship. But it sounds like she's also concerned that if she asks for that, it's her own shit, right? Because like this person who's writing in, who's very similar to me in some ways, is like very cerebral, right? She's like, here's everything I can do. I can process this. I can think it through. It's so amazing. And she's trying everything on her own. But it's hurting you. But you're hurting, right? The thing that you're not acknowledging is the fact that you're actually suffering here. And it seems like you're actually being hard on yourself for having a very reasonable reaction. Very reasonable. It it does sound very reasonable what she's asking. Yeah. 
Um, and I think it sounds – they've been in a relationship for only five months. And sometimes when you, you know, go from being single to in a relationship, your boundaries have to shift. But the only way they can shift is if you have these conversations, mm-hmm. right? And it sounds like it's his boundaries might have to shift in the relationship a little bit. if, Or maybe you can't give him what he needs, which is to not care. Right. Right? That's the part that I think really hurts is like what he's asking for of you. Maybe you're not able to give that. Not because you're bad or crazy or your past fucked you up, but because you're a human being who has different wants and needs and that's okay. And this is when it gets really, really tough. That sometimes it's not about wrong or bad or somebody did something. Sometimes I just need something different and it's not the right thing. And there is a part where we say often, which is relationships are about relating. relating. And so I, glad I caught that. I was right. literally like. <laughs> and if you go together and you talk to your partner about ways that you're being hurt, ways that they're not seeing you, things that you need, and it feels like you're sort of just being um, placated with or like, okay, yeah, sure. That isn't relating. That isn't seeing you in the pain and saying like, oh, I see this thing from before. Let me come towards you. And I'm not saying that we need to be fucking coddled, but we need to be seen and heard. Yes. And it's okay for you to go to your partner and say, listen, I'm, I'm in a lot of pain. Like this is really painful for me to see how much you're emotionally connecting with women outside of our relationship. Yeah. How could you not be in pain? Yeah, how could you not be in pain? Right? Like, that sounds like it would be very painful. And I think that sitting down, having the conversation, say, can we both get our needs met in this relationship? And what does that look like? It does spring up, right? What we say is, like, sometimes I actually can't give you what you need, right? And what we said before is, like, that part is, like, the not caring. I do care. It does get to me. It does bug me. It does bring something up for me. And I can keep trying to psychoanalyze myself out of it. But sometimes it's just there and it doesn't work for you. And that doesn't mean you're bad or crazy or needy or any of the things you tell yourself. Sometimes it's just us. And there was one thing and I was looking for it because I couldn't find it. But, oh, so am I too in my head? Just as we're saying that I think it's easy to put this on yourself, right? And say, oh, this must, must be me. This must be, you know, my past shit coming back up. I must be doing something. No. I think that that's something, you know, it, it, it's, we try to take control of a situation by putting it on ourselves. It doesn't sound like she's done any control, unless she's just left that out. Right. It doesn't actually sound like there's been any controlling behavior at, at all. all. Right. It sounds like you're putting it all on yourself. You might be underreacting. It all, exactly. It almost makes me feel like, this is completely separate, but when parents get divorced and kids blame themselves as a way to take control of a situation that feels out of mm-hmm. their control. And I wonder if that's something that, um, you tend to do in relationships do you blame yourself for something that's actually out of your control and as opposed to setting those boundaries and saying this is what works for me in a relationship and I'm wondering if we can talk through that or if we can meet somewhere to be able to figure out what those boundaries look like in our relationship and so I want you to ask yourself how much are you putting this on yourself as opposed to expressing your boundaries and saying what works for you and what doesn't work for you you said, get me off this ride. So if this relationship doesn't work out, which I hope this goes in whatever way you want it to or whatever is best for you, what I want you to know is that we don't get to actually choose when we get off the ride, but we do get to, from the very start of relationships, say what works and what doesn't work. 
right? From the very beginning, be very honest about what those needs are of, hey, here's some shit that had happened before. Here's what doesn't work for me. If I notice that I'm with someone who is incredibly flirtatious and, right, is like has all these mass amounts of female friends, maybe that isn't the best partner for me, right? right? So sometimes it's about looking and knowing that your needs and want matter so much. You don't have to keep changing yourself. How much can you value yourself yeah. in order to set those boundaries in your relationship? So I hope you liked this week's episode of Shrink Chicks. If you enjoyed it, we always ask you to rate, review, subscribe, follow an Apple podcast. You can now rate um, also on Spotify. I don't fucking know. Yeah, you um, do. You can watch this episode on YouTube, which is actually slightly funny, just so you know, to see us. Um, and we're you right there. can match our voices to our faces. <laughs> exactly. Um, you can follow us on social media, but most importantly, you can take care of yourself and love yourself. And don't forget that to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. We'll see you next week. Thank you.